Coming up on today's federal newscast, the majority of senior executives foresee a major disruption occurring at their agencies in the next few years. Legislators may need to rethink the Postal Service's responsibilities if it wants to secure the agency's finances. And the Nuclear Regulatory Commission could face a severe shortage of cybersecurity inspectors in the future if it doesn't take action fast. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to another edition of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 85% of senior executives and risk managers say they could envision a serious threat or disruption at their agencies within the next two to three years. According to a new survey from the Senior Executives Association and Association for Federal Enterprise Risk Management, 20% say they've already experienced a serious crisis within the last three years. Both organizations surveyed their members about their agency's level of preparedness to deal with risk. 63% of SEA affirm response say their agencies are implementing enterprise risk management programs. With the Postal Service facing major financial challenges, Postal Regulatory Commission Chairman Robert Taub is urging lawmakers to rethink USPS's business model. Taub said further defining the agency's universal service obligation would be the single most important legislative fix for the agency. The USO outlines the minimum service standards the Postal Service has to meet. Right now, the USO mandates six-day delivery. Maintaining a large enough staff to make sure nuclear reactors are safe from cyber attacks is going to be a challenge for the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. The agency's inspector general says a third of NRC's inspectors will be eligible to retire in 2020. Much like other agencies, attrition is far outpacing hiring. The IG also says making cyber inspectors conduct audits of other non-cyber related areas makes it difficult to keep up with the latest in cybersecurity expertise. The office recommends NRC utilize the strategic workforce planning initiative to help address some of these issues. Chair of the House Veterans Affairs Committee Mark Takano wants more answers from Immigration and Customs Enforcement about its policies on non-citizen veterans. He writes to Acting ICE Director Mark Morgan after the Government Accountability Office found ICE could not quantify how many non-citizen veterans are being deported. GAO says ICE is not consistently elevating immigration cases involving veterans as policies usually require. The General Services Administration wants vendors to sign up for a customer experience hackathon later this month. The first place winner can receive more than $12,000 for their idea to optimize GSA applications for its customers. Judges will score each entry based on usability, emotional response, and the ability to send feedback. The hackathon will take place at eight GSA locations across the country on June 19th. It is time for vendor and agency customer input on GSA's effort to consolidate its schedule contracts. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has more. As part of its two-year effort to modernize its $31 billion schedules program, GSA is standardizing the terms and conditions vendors abide by. To that end, GSA wants to know what vendors think those TNCs should look like. GSA released a request for information seeking input across two areas, the proposed format of the consolidated schedules, and what the updated terms and conditions would include. GSA says they want the terms and conditions to be current, accurate, complete, and consistent, while also flexible. Responses to the RFI are due June 21st. I'm Jason Miller. Paying Air Force pilots their yearly bonuses up front could keep them around longer. A new study from the RAND Corporation says giving pilots a lump sum for their yearly bonuses rather than monthly increments is more appealing to them. The study comes from an Air Force proposal to raise the bonus from $35,000 to $43,000. 
Things are booming for the U.S. aerospace industry. A new report from the Aerospace Industries Association says aerospace and defense represented $929 billion of economic output in 2018. Industry wages also increased by 7.7% in 2018 compared to 2017. The Defense Department says it started negotiations with its unions on its plans to transfer more than a thousand IT workers to the Defense Information Systems Agency. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. The move comes a week after the American Federation of Government Employees charged DOD with unfair labor practices for failing to consult with unions about the changes. DOD says the consultation period will last 30 days. Officials have previously said the transfers, which affect 1,200 employees from more than a dozen defense agencies, would take effect on October 1st. No word yet on whether that timeline will change. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. And a new amendment to the House's proposed 2020 defense authorization bill would require the Pentagon to turn up its study of how climate change will affect military operations. Roll Call reports the measure, introduced by Representative Jason Crow, will be included in the House's final version of the bill. Crow also separately introduced legislation early last week, which would require officials at large and medium military bases to consider climate change and extreme weather when drafting so-called master plans for their facilities. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.